the most startling journey you'll ever take. Don't kill me. Let me do it. Has just begun. Ah, smile, man. We're free. We make a hell of a team, don't we, man? I don't know nothing from nothing. Being around me is really stupid. I'm at war with the world, everybody in it. I don't know what happened, but there's no engineer on this train. There's nobody on this train but us. The brake shoes have burned off. The overspeed control must have gotten screwed up, Amy. Engineers do not just croak. You want to be a tough guy? You want to be a legend? Go back! Shaka, come on! Let's have some fun. <laughs> you want to shoot me? Shoot me! Shoot the kid! Come on, you don't get us at stake is their spirit, their freedom, and their lives. John Voigt, Eric Roberts, Rebecca De Mornay, Runaway Train. A film by Andre Konchalovsky. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And as per usual... I am his intrepid sidekick, Randy. And today we're talking about a movie called Runaway Train, starring John Voight, Eric Roberts, and Rebecca De Mornay from 1985. Rebecca, not Rebecca. Rebecca. That's what I said. No, you said Rebecca. I said Rebecca. So, Randy, since you seem to be really jumping at the bit, why don't you give us a bit of a description, Randy? Hmm? Two prisoners escape a maximum, about a maximum security prison in Alaska, and... Um, stow away on a train that just coincidentally uh, is running away. Because the engineer... Had a heart attack. ...was an idiot. Had a heart attack. Yep. That's pretty much what uh, the entire story is, although there's a lot more to it to that, but uh, we'll get to that later. So, as we as I just said, it stars John Voigt, Eric Roberts, Rebecca De Mornay, and it's uh, based on an old screenplay by uh, Kira Kurosawa. Yeah, an unproduced screenplay by Kira Kurosawa. Yes, it is. Which, uh, was, which I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Voigt and Eric Roberts were, this is something I don't think I've ever going to say, and it sounds confusing to say, were Academy nominated, Academy Award nominated for their acting in this film. Mm-hmm. So now people... Canon Films has a movie in which they were Academy nominated. Yes, they were. Although the movie was pretty ignored, unfortunately. So, Randy, why don't you uh, give us a bit of your general impressions of the movie? Overall, this movie I was not expecting. It, it leaves a good impression. It was surprising all around. It was. Good performances. Good, good story. Good story. And generally, I'm a sucker for... Prison Break films and uh, Runaway Train films, really. Yes, he's a big fan of Under Siege. Actually, yeah, I do like the Under Siege films. The first one or the second one? Ah, they're both equally good-bad in my eyes, but that's neither here nor there. So what's your impression of this film? My impression of the film was that it was fantastic. I enjoyed every moment of it. It's not something you'll hear from me when it comes to a canon. Actually, that's not true. But it's, uh, it's... I, I think we switched our personalities here. Um, <laughs> here, here, I'll wear your hat and I'll, you wear mine. I don't wear hats. Only he does. But uh, yeah, it was a very enjoyable movie. It's action, surprisingly dramatic and action-packed, despite the fact that it mostly takes place on a train. It's it's very much a, a shoebox... What is that? A shoebox room? A, a locked... Uh... Locked... Uh... 
Locked Door movie? Not or? a Locked Door movie. What's the, what's the like... Locked uh, Room? Locked Room, but... Uh, I forgot the terminology to use on, like, TV uh, and all that. The uh, bottle episode. It's, like, it's very much a bottle film because it takes place mostly in a caboose. Yeah. Like, for the majority of it, it takes place in the, in a small space, and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of acting. Yeah. Very well done. Very well done acting. So, what are, would that be your highlight of the film? Yes. It's, like, two, two canon films in a row where I'm going to say that my highlights of the film is the performances. The performances. Okay. Which one of the... Uh... Which do you think did the better job, uh, John Voight or Eric Roberts? Now, now that is a hard thing to to really do because mm-hmm. they're both very nuanced performances. You had the yeah. old jaded um, convict who's who'd, who'd broken out of prison multiple times, mm-hmm. who'd become a hero and a legend to the to the younger uh, prisoners. Yep. And then you have the rookie mm-hmm. who idolizes him and starts to see that he loses his shine. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of scumbags, but they're also both not really scumbags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're, they're both very kind of nuanced performances in in that. They're thrust into way. a life or death situation, and you get to see what they're really made of, and it's not what they originally thought they were. Suffice to say, there's a happy ending. Uh, actually, it kind of is. Yeah, it's uh, not one you'd expect from a canon film, but the. Uh, that's definitely what happens. That's probably. My I, I feel like I, I, I feel like we're giving a backhanded comment every time we say something like, "Yeah, this is a lot better than I was expecting for a canon film." Well, not for me. I already knew it was going to be a good one, but uh, for a canon film, it's not usually films like this, considering yeah, the ending. Because it, it felt like it had a bigger budget in many ways. It felt mm-hmm. like the direction was a little bit more competent mm-hmm. than most of their other films. It's. Mm-hmm. The score was good. The screenplay was good. The everything came together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to stop there because otherwise I'm going to start reviewing the film. Uh, low light wise, yeah, we can get into that. Yeah, I might as well go to the low lights because you gave your highlight. I gave mine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of man. I don't know what I would would say. It's like I didn't like some of the characters, but I don't think you were supposed to like like some of the characters. Yeah, because they're terrible. Everybody's terrible. Most of them are, uh, especially the convicts at the beginning, when then you get to know some of them, and the same thing with some of the guards. Yeah, that's something, it's like the convicts you meet at the beginning, they're all terrible people, but you also like them. Mm-hmm. They manage to pull And the out. guards are all terrible people, but you generally like them, yeah. excluding the, um, the warden. The warden, who's, who's basically a mirror image of John, John Boyd. Yeah, that's the whole entire point. It's his foil, it's their eternal rival... Mm-hmm. And that even that it's hard to say even his performance is nuanced. It's like in yeah. a way it's like I said this is a, a crazy to say this, but this is like probably one of the best performances like movies from a canon film. It's one of the best uh, movies we've covered so far for sure, which should lead us into the uh, the. But we final... still but we still haven't really talked about the, your low light. I just told you what my low light was what you just said. There's really not much of a low light here. Uh, which is why I'm going to go straight to my score and say I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. I really liked it that much. Yeah, I would actually say the same thing. It's like, it's, part of me is like, mm-hmm. um, is it really a 5? But I can't think of anything I didn't really like about the film. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was well-paced, well-directed. Well-acted. Well, really well-acted. Um, mm-hmm. Good cinematography, good locations. I guess I, I could knock it because it's a canon film and it doesn't have Lucinda Dickey, but that's the majority of them, so I don't think I can do that. To, uh... He's waffling between a three and a five when he realized she wasn't in the movie. I'm like, oh, darn, no no canon mm. girl, darn. I don't know what to say about that. But no, it's like I would still give this movie a five. I think it, mm. just based even on just on his performances, even if it was a flawed film, I think just based on the performances themselves, yeah. this movie deserves a five. 
Yeah, it's a very and uh... to to hear like the lineage where it's like, yeah, no, this was going to be a Kurosawa film. This is what this is what he had wanted to do, and then couldn't get funding for it, and it was resurrected later on. Yeah, he had a lot of problems with getting funded in his later years, unfortunately. This was one of the, I guess you could say casualties, but it did get made here, so uh, it's hard to complain about it. Uh, yeah, there's a really good theme in the movie about uh, life and death and uh, what what meaning is for your life, and um, it's all put portrayed in a very what small area. What does it mean to be free? Like that's that's the question. What's like, what's real freedom? Mm-hmm. Because for and it's it's different for each character. It's like for Manny, the mm-hmm. young boy character, his freedom is he just doesn't want to be in the prison anymore. It's like he wants to. Yep. He knows that he's going to constantly be drawn back, but he doesn't want to live that life, even though he knows he's trapped in that life. That's why several times when he uh, explodes at uh, a younger character, uh, Eric Buck, Roberts, played, played by Eric Roberts, is he's usually uh, projecting his own insecurities a lot of the time because. He knows he can't do a lot of things because, as in early in the movie, because of his reputation, he gets stabbed and he's severely limited in what he can do. And he doesn't admit it ever, but he needs Buck to help him do a lot of things. Yeah, but at the same time, that stabbing there, it's implied that it was orchestrated by the warden. Which is based on his reputation because he wanted him dead because he's a thorn in his side, which is also another thing. The warden does a lot of bad things specifically because of Manny and he wants to kill him because he represents everything he hates and he can't control. That's why even when he uh, went after the train and he, had, he attacked get... the, uh, the guy in the bathroom stall, it was completely unnecessary, completely out of the blue, but it's like he that's... was that out of control he wanted to get Manny. I can't even care. say that that's a flaw in the movie. It's not a flaw. It's entirely in character. That's, that's entirely like, what he would think, do. You'd think, oh, hey, he's coming in. He's mm-hmm. going to do his uh, face turn from heel, and he's going to stop the train, or try to stop the train. But nope. nope, it's like, I don't care if, if everybody else on this, if the other two people on this train die, I no. want you dead, Manny. Yeah, he even sent his man out there on the train who, who got killed, and he went down there anyway, even though there was no reason for him to do it. He just wanted him that badly. He was going to die anyways, and it's mm-hmm. like, at the end, his, his stupidity, he helps him... He, he, he proves that he kills himself Man, he kills himself he proves that Manny's the better man than him mm-hmm. in many ways because yeah he knows he's gonna die but he's able to save Buck and uh, Sarah played mm-hmm. by Rebecca De Mornay by the end he's it's just he's like he chooses like no I, I no we're gonna die mm-hmm. everybody's gonna everybody, the other ones are gonna die too it's like no they're not and he gets up and he, and he saves them yeah he saves them he was planning to die the whole time it's also the uh, the same thing with uh, with Buck Buck was a uh a dumb younger guy who didn't know anything about anything. He just lived by the seat of his pants. And every time he uh, talked to his hero, he kept getting shot down and he didn't quite understand it. And by the end of the of the movie, he understands, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. this guy isn't the great uh, this, legend I thought he was. This guy He's is a normal just as human as you or me. Because mm-hmm. there's that, that line in the movie where she calls him a beast. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, I'm no beast. I'm human. Yeah. He's not a legend. He's just a guy trying to look out for himself. But at the end, he turns out maybe he wasn't just looking out for himself. It's a is a is a very good ending. Yeah, and they're so aware of that um, that conflict, so aware of what what it means to be that. It's like the movie literally ends with a quote from Shakespeare, Shakespeare William Shakespeare's Richard III, and and the quote is, "No beast so fierce, but knows some touch of pity. But I know none, and therefore am no beast." Yeah, and that truly encapsulates the character of Manny that he <laughs> yeah. and the movie doesn't end with a uh, giant cr- 
action piece no. sequence. It doesn't end with a car crash well, or anything like that. Well, technically it does, but it does it because it's it kind of action. Away. It cuts away, but prior to that, there is an action set piece. But well, there are a few of them. It doesn't end with an explosion. No. It, it, it's, it's not left ambiguous, but we don't see. We, we see the train being disconnected. You see Manny having handcuffed the warden to the train, mm-hmm. climb on top, and he faces his death that's oncoming towards him. Mm-hmm. And we cut to black as we see the train heading into the distance to his end. It's called showing, not telling, because we already know what's going to happen. We don't need to uh, have it explained what's going to happen. It's pretty obvious. Especially when uh, they take they take off and the other two are left behind and watching them leave. They know what's going to happen. Everybody knows what's going to happen. So would you recommend this film? Uh, I would say uh, this is a big old no. No, this is a very big recommend. So like I said, five out of five, uh, probably the best canon movie we've done so far. And a good place to end the season, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say, Randy? Would you recommend it? Actually, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. So much so that... I feel like I'm going to do what I did last time and go out and buy this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. it usually, I feel, I feel like our seasons end with, like, a really good movie. A surprisingly good movie, be it a non-canon or, yeah. like, something I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of why I stick around, is because for the occasional, this is a really good movie. This is, say, canon is a very, uh, very interesting company, the, the types of movies they put out. And they're really all over the map. It's honestly more hits than misses, but, mm-hmm. yeah, this movie was surprising to me. Yeah, it's a good movie. If... You have not seen this one, um, and there's a good chance you haven't because it's pretty well unknown despite how good it is. Seek it out. It's really worth seeing. And uh, that's pretty much it for uh, this season. Uh, we're going to have a wrap-up again like we did last time, and then we'll... Have a brief hiatus and we'll return yeah. as usual. Maybe a little bit shorter. We'll see. We'll, we yep. gotta we got to do some thinking about some logistics and figure yeah. some stuff out to figure how to get the movies... Hmm. Maybe the hiatus will be a little bit longer, but then maybe we might be able to get some of the films we missed this season. But more on that during the wrap up. Wrap up. Yeah, you'll probably you'll probably know by the time uh, this episode goes out anyway, because we film these ahead of time. But uh, with that said, uh, I'm JD. He's Randy, and we're the Cannon Cruisers. Keep cruising that Cannon catalog and go out and buy a copy of Runaway Train and show it to everybody you know. Yes, please do that, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> First there's God, then the Warden, then my guards, then the dogs out there in the kennel, and finally you, pieces of human weight. I'm going, you coming?